Gabrielle McCormick, founder of Scholarship Informer, knows all the detailed online submission requirements for a $30,000 scholarship up for grabs, but she also knows how to use visualization to manifest a positive attitude and growth mindset for winning. Soft skills coupled with technology is the topic of today's episode of the EdTech Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk. Gabrielle, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much, Shelby, for having me. So you are a veteran of the Market Scale podcast. You've been on the show a couple of times <laughs> before. Uh, but quickly, for those who haven't heard your previous episodes, tell me just a little bit about yourself and your background with Scholarship Informer. Yeah, so I focus on showing families how to pay for college. As a high school student, I was banking on an athletic scholarship, actually. And when I tore my Achilles, I didn't have a choice but to look for scholarships because college is no longer wanted an injured athlete. You know, I kind of joke and say it's kind of like they can replace an athlete like a pair of socks. You just go out, you find a new one. And so because of that, I had to figure out how are we going to be able to afford a college education because I always knew graduate school was going to be part of the plan. And so because of that, got in the trenches, really started doing a lot of research. And over my education, the course of my bachelor's degree, my MBA, and now my doctorate, I've been able to, or I will be graduating debt-free with my doctorate soon, but I've been able to win well over $150,000 in scholarships to be able to uh, really just control my education to control my future and where I'm headed. And so I just believe that other people can do the same. And that's where Scholarship Informer comes from. That's phenomenal. And I think probably what you started to find is that there is a lot of opportunity out there. It's just a matter of digging it up and, and really digging into where to find them and how to find them and the processes. So you've done all the research basically to help others find this process a little bit more palatable, right? Exactly. And, and I think what's most beneficial about what we offer is that it's for anyone, no matter what part of the process that you're in. Students can win scholarships as early as kindergarten. We're talking about a $30,000 scholarship sponsored by Google. Wow. And if you don't know that information, you know, as a parent or even as a student, then you can be a little bit behind compared to some of the other students that have access to the resources that we're putting out there to make sure that everyone really is empowered in this process. Well, empowerment is certainly the most unique part of this because it's putting all of that, that information and that power in our own hands. But to do so, to be able to disseminate all of the different possibilities of scholarships out there, you have to be able to, to use the technology and find all this stuff. So, I mean, tell me a little bit about the technology of Scholarship Informer and just how you go about basically culling these mountains of, of information and data into a uh, digestible resource. I mean, that's a great question because we get a lot of people that come to us and they're afraid of scholarship scams or they found information online. They just Googled it or searched for it and they're just so unsure. And so really we use technology, but we also use the human component and we have our team that does a lot of research to make sure that the scholarships we're finding are even valid. Because when you start getting into some of these intricacies, scholarship scams, they're getting, it's a higher grade of scam out there. The more and more we look at it, you know, I've had students 
literally send me pictures of documents that they've received in the mail that look like official government documents that sent them to an online website and required them to put in information to just pay for a book that had some scholarships in it. However, they were under the influence mm. that the Department of Education had sent it to them and that they were missing out on scholarships or work study programs. And so we use our technology to communicate with the student to provide them one on one help. We find that a lot of people, they just they see the information, but they still don't know how it applies to them. And so we are able to kind of provide that custom approach, but make it super affordable because scholarships are scary. And so we want to meet students where they are. So in your view then, so I mean, you started this or you, you did this as a student yourself looking to fund your own, your school, and that's evolved then into a, a company. Tell me a little bit about that, that initial journey into realizing that the information that you had culled for yourself was a very viable option for entrepreneurial opportunity and how that's evolved. So when I was 19, part of one of my opportunities that I had gotten as a college student in undergrad was I had an internship in the Dallas area. And as a part of that internship, they sent me to a conference. And at this conference, I was literally the youngest person out of a couple thousand entrepreneurs. And people would always say, you're the youngest person. How did you get here? How did you get there? I would tell them my story. And from there, they would say, well, can you teach my son how to do this? My daughter, my niece, my nephew. And so I used to actually just do a lot of work for free. And I would just talk with people. I'd help them as much as I could. But when I started getting the same question over and over and over again and realized, hey, this is a, a serious problem. Too many people are struggling with this from across the country, not just in the Dallas area, but this is a, pro a global problem, really, because we even have students all the way in Italy. And so because of that, I, I put together some resources, started working on a website, didn't know what I didn't know. So spent a lot of money, a lot of time trying to piece something together. And then I realized, you know what, people really need that accountability. And that's where we got into offering more services to hold people accountable, but also to give them that extra push. Because when you're paying for something, it gives you a little bit more incentive to use it versus if you just have some free information that you can access here and there. And so we've seen that that's really made a difference. And we've been getting students that have won $500 to full ride scholarships from across the country. Well, that's so impressive because it's hopeful that where scholarships do seem like such a, a nebulous thing to tackle and often it's not tackled until you know second semester junior year or, or in my case yep. even later <laughs> you know it's it does it just it feels too overwhelming to to start and so you're saying that a, a big part of this is accountability and I guess having some not skin in the game I guess that's not the right term but basically the way that you've created this platform it's not just a a list of all of these different places to go uh, to go look. I mean, there's there's more of an accountability element to it. Will you explain that a little bit? Sure. So we focus on, I, I primarily tell students that visit our site, we focus on your scholarship education. We use technology to be able to teach you that, but we're focusing on the education to, again, empower you and your family to know where to search because you do have other scholarship search engines out there that are using a, a, they're using a lot of technology to create student profiles, to send you certain scholarships. But what I find is that they sometimes overlook things because it is an algorithm that's determining that. So I 
I like to tell students, you want to use a mix. Yes, you want to use the algorithm. You want to use those things to your advantage, but you've also got to have that human touch and component because they're not going to know how significant it was that you broke your arm climbing up a tree as a kindergartner and it's influenced your decision to become a doctor. They're just not going to know that. And so we like to tell students, if you go in, use these things to your advantage, but more importantly, understand how to tell your story, that's what creates the results that can help you win a scholarship. That's a excellent point, being able to tell your story. So your founding story of, of how Scholarship Informer came about, that's certainly an inspiring story because it came from a real world problem that you had and you created the solution and then you found that other people needed the solution. What kind of success stories have you heard from, uh, from people who have used Scholarship Informer and come back to tell you what type of uh, result they got or what happened as a result? So we recently had a parent that reached out to us and I, I noticed that I was getting this person, this phone number that was popping up repeatedly. And I'm like, what is it that this person was? They didn't leave a message. And so when they called again, I said, well, I answered. And then she said, oh my gosh, I'm getting to speak to you. I recognize your voice from all of the videos we've watched. And so it was kind of like a freak out moment for me because I'm like, wow, someone recognizes my voice. But, um, but we got on the phone and she said, I just wanted to call you and personally thank you because we used your free information. And from that, my Sons, we used it on his science project and his science project was selected. So he's going to be going to Ireland this summer to present his research. On top of that, he decided that he wanted to use your storytelling module um, and curriculum to even apply to be one of the keynote speakers. And they only select one keynote speaker per continent. And he was selected for the continent of North America. Oh, and she fantastic. said, and, and, and by then I was blown away, right? Yeah. But then she says, and to top it all off, He's a seventh grader. I was oh like, my oh my gosh, gosh. I, I don't think this story can get any better. Um, so that that has been, th those are some of the results that students have gotten just from the free information on our website. And if we're talking about students and parents that do invest a little bit more because we have things that as low as $7 that are helping people. You know, we've literally had a parent that recently, she reached out, it was actually the day after Christmas and her son had won a $750 scholarship and he was really down about the scholarship process. She had been trying to encourage him and we got a picture of him smiling with his check. They sent the check directly to him to use on whatever it was that he wanted to. And so I tell people, even if it's just you getting your first $500 check, it makes a difference in your motivation. It makes a difference in your willingness to continue going. The idea of momentum, I think that's something that I, I'm hearing you say is that the process can be frustrating, but if you start somewhere and you have that first win, it's like a domino effect. So the first win leads to the second win, the second win leads to the next win. Yes. I'm curious. So it seems like you're very well read in a lot of the elements, I guess, of professional development and personal development. Have you studied some of those things to better understand how students can use the element of storytelling to, uh, to tell their stories? And, and I guess some of these softer skills that they don't often teach in school to be able to use it and teach those things to students. Yeah, so I am a self-development junkie. I love it. And at one point, I even challenged myself to read a book a week for an entire year on top of my doctoral coursework and my comprehensive exams. And I was able to do it. And it was simply because I wanted to become a better person. I always want to just evolve into that next level of myself because I know when I become better, then I'm going to have certain revelations, I guess you could say, insight and discoveries that I can then go on to teach to my students and their parents. One thing 
that I think has stood out for me and it comes from really athletics in my background and being a student athlete was the power of visualization. I used to, in high school, I would visualize, you know, having a successful game, but I would also visualize how I would feel if I got a scholarship and I would literally close my eyes and I would see myself pulling up to the mailbox and there being a scholarship letter and my mom reaching in and grabbing it out and passing it to me, me opening it and telling her I've won a scholarship. And that actually happened. And, and the more and more I started doing that, I started getting myself into the mindset of a scholarship winner. And now I'm able to tell students, you have to write from a place of power. You cannot write from a, a place of fear or feeling as though you're not good enough. And that was something I had to overcome. I didn't know what was going to make me stand out. And so I would tell them what I thought they wanted to hear as opposed to what I needed to really release. But more so, I used scholarships as a grieving process for myself and in, in losing my title of student athlete with the injury. And then my grandfather's passing shortly after. And so I tell students, that's okay. This isn't a diary, no. But it is okay to use scholarships to your advantage as a healing process to become a better student, to get more in touch with those things that make you come alive. That's very powerful because I think that's one one idea that people don't often understand is that you hear this term of authenticity and, and sure, younger generations understand this well. But in terms of the scholarship process, I mean, this is you revealing yourself and that can be very scary and very raw and so I like what you're saying though that there's a mix there because you are wanting to bear yourself but it needs to be from a position of power instead of woe is me I, I don't know if I'm good enough for this but you know maybe if you might just consider like exactly basically kind of power posturing right Exactly, Shelby. Well, I, I think that when we're talking also even looking at the technology aspect, we look at the influence of social media on our perceptions of things. And when we see someone that's gone through 10 selfies, I mean, I'm guilty of this too. Someone has gone through 10 selfies to post the best one, then we always forget the selfies in the moments that don't make it to the so a social platform. And so I think that sometimes we can allow the power of technology. I mean, technology is a beautiful thing, but I think sometimes we do miss the humanness in the technology that can make the difference in you really being your authentic self. You're speaking, you are preaching my my soapbox because that's <laughs> true. The social, social media is the highlight reel of everybody's life. And we often yep. forget that, that for all of the good times that you see, there's nine more times that aren't so great that didn't make yep. it onto there. So being able to translate that uh, that message into applying for scholarships. Um, I love the ingenuity that you've been able to to take and use that for for your advantage and for now, you know, many, many students advantage. Um, so you said you've got students in Italy now? We do. We have students that literally reach out to us from around the world at all, 24 hours a day. We have students from every continent, I believe, that have reached out in some form or fashion asking us about scholarships and asking us, what what do I need to say for this particular application? Because they're struggling as well. So it lets me know this really is a global issue, especially for students that are looking to come to the United States to study. It's fascinating. And so uh, this is the EdTech podcast, and of course, we're talking about technology, but uh, what about the, the converse? What about people and students and families that don't have uh, regular access to technology to be able to apply for these scholarships? What advice do you have for them? 
I would say utilize the technology you do have access to, and we all have a cell phone. Now, not everyone's cell phone receives the internet, but a, quite a few cell phones do. So I would recommend still being able to use your phone um, as a resource to do some research. And I think that even though, as you said, this is a technology podcast, word of mouth, you know, sometimes I'm on social media and I see, especially during graduation season, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're graduating from high school or the first day a picture that that have been out there a lot. Um, and I'll see, and I'll think what they're in high school already. And I think just by someone knowing a parent of a parent knowing, hey, this person is, a, is going into high school, they're starting to look for scholarships now. I think that can make a difference. Um, you'd be surprised as to how many parents that I've spoken to who have found out about scholarships informer simply from just talking to another parent. So I think in just letting people know, hey, I need some scholarships, I need some type of way to help me fund my education, that can help using your local library or even local college. You know, sometimes you can go into those in, in public access. I um, mean, you can go in and sometimes utilize resources that they have, free workshops. So I think that all of those things combined for the student that's determined, they'll be able to find a way to pay for college and make it affordable. Gabrielle, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Shelby, for having me. This has been great. And thanks to you listeners for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com industries. Subscribe to articles, podcasts, and creative video. Until next time, I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk. <laughs>